0: everyone, Tim here. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world and whenever you are listening to this episode. Um, at the time of this recording, it is just prior to the holidays, prior to Christmas. And I wanted to, um, first off, I'm going to be covering um, two really, really important questions which have really um, changed the arc of my life by asking these, these two questions, especially this time of year. We're, we're just embarking on 2021. Getting past what was a uh, unprecedented <laughs> 2020, we're going to rip off the rearview mirrors and, and put that behind us. But I want to share two questions that have really changed and transformed my life. I want to tell a, a few stories, um, which my hope is they can at least inspire, get the wheels turning for you in your life and your business. But um, first, I just wanted to some housekeeping. Just express my gratitude. I've I've had an opportunity to meet some of you guys over uh, the past several months, over the, the past year and, and prior to that through this podcast, which is really, really cool to me because I, I started this podcast a couple years back, um, namely to create a, a record of my thoughts um, for my kids. So some distant uh, time in the future. So my kids, if they ever wondered, you know, what did, how did, how did dad think? Um, What did he do? What, what types of stuff did he, did he think about? Uh, I wanted to create a record um, primarily for my kids. That's what this podcast was for me to journal the catharsis from journaling, but also just to have um, something for my kids to to have evidence of, of uh, my small place here on this planet. So it started out that way, but it's really brought me some, some really cool, Um, Relationship. Some of you have jumped into our Perfect Week Coaching Program, and um, whether you have done that or you're just um, you're using this to generate some ideas, some inspiration. I just wanted to take a second and express my gratitude um, for you to have you in my orbit. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time um, out of your busy day and and listening to what I have to say here. So now that that's out of the way. this time of year is is uh, a great time of course for us to reflect and and think through you know the things that we want to accomplish uh, over the next 12 months over the next quarter. And these two questions came to me years back in terms of I created some good problems through my businesses over the years where you know generating your first customer and then your second customer and then bringing on your teams and all of the all of the fun and the challenges that come with you know the complexity of growing your business and and for most of us when we when we set out to be entrepreneurs you know a lot of this stuff is is really the equivalent of you know jumping off uh, a cliff and building the airplane on the on the way down and that's what it feels like so um it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to relate uh, if you haven't done it but us entrepreneurs know exactly what that what that feels like to be building that airplane on the way down and so the good problems i've experienced throughout the arc have been you know extreme growth where i had myself in the position of building a team specifically in the realm of of my truck body repair business and and manufacturing business where i was the one you know unless i was in the office i was the one running all the meetings for all the areas on a daily basis and unless i was there first thing in the morning, you know five, five thirty in the morning, there to set up the day, set up the meetings, um, do the thinking, solve the problems, put out the fires. things would not would not move forward for me. And of course, as I started to build a family, I mean this was they were you know eight, ten, sometimes twelve hour days where I was just there, the hero doing everything, wearing all the hats and it was exciting at first but after a while it it gets kind of old right it's the same old story and and you can't help but get a little bit jaded so um being a dreamer being the dreamer that i was back then the two questions that i that i remember asking myself initially was you know what would it be like for this business to to just hum if i if i weren't able to be here in a day and things just kind of went smoothly like dreaming about that the first question I asked was, was, was it possible? Is it possible for my teams to actually run the morning huddle um, as, and set up the day? And as problems occur, they, they put plans in motion to solve the problems, knock them down and move forward without things coming to a grinding halt. So the first question was, is it possible? And it's, it's quite obvious that most of these challenges that we face of course, they're possible. Of course, these things have been solved for. Um, and then the second piece is uh, after is it possible is is it important? Is it important for me to actually put in the work, you know you can't outsource your push-ups, put in the work, figure this out, and implement it so that I can achieve achieve what I've just um, said to myself, I believe is is possible. So is it possible is the first question. And then question number two is 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 it important? Is it important enough for me to to put in the energy? And for me to have a business that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if I were sick, if I'm on vacation, and the trains still run on time, heck yeah, is it is it important? Yes. Why? Because the benefit is I can be at home, you know, with my family, and you know I'm not worrying about did the meeting happen, uh, was did the meeting run smoothly, did did the guys set up the day properly. So. With that, I've, I've determined the, is it possible? Yes, check. Is it important? Yes, check. Because on the other side of that is, is freedom and fulfillment, right? And so the third piece to that is is becoming resourceful. And oftentimes where I don't have the answer, I will, this is where in, in times of learning for me, I have um, just consumed as much information as possible. And then the old school way for me was trial and error. So I would I would go for runs every morning and just listen to podcast after podcast and just consume, flip through dozens of books and just look for ideas. And then I would rapidly, uh, you know, trial and error experimentation. And and that's what I did uh, in the early days. And uh, I still do that just for ideas, for experimenting. But oftentimes the shortcut is if I know it's possible, if I know it's important, who do I know that either has the answer or they know somebody else who has the answer? Right. So finding the person that that could help me shortcut it so that I could figure out how to do it. So initially for me, um, through you know podcasts, I had picked up this idea of the best way to learn is to teach, um, for example, with those meetings. And so I would I developed a, a standardized uh, meeting agenda and I started I, uh, I mentioned to my team members, we're going to start rotating this meeting because I want you guys to learn how to do it. I want to empower you guys. And so we standardized it and we started rotating and, and eventually the team was able to run the meetings uh, without me smoothly. And so that was the first, um, you know, is it possible? Is it important that I went through? The second piece was, let's say I was abducted. So this was, this was moving towards, you know, from operator to owner, having, having a team and a business that could function without needing me there. Not to say that I wanted to be lazy and check out, but to have the, the ability for things to not fall apart. And it's also the risk mitigation. What if I get taken out? Um, I get hit by a bus, are things still going to run smoothly? So it's really important to have these things in place just as, as an insurance policy alone. And so the thought exercise, the next round was, okay, what if, what if I was kidnapped? I'm on the other side of the planet. Um, how would I, how would I be able to know that things are, are running with just an internet connection? For example, this led me to, you know, I, without my office, I can't do any work because a lot of the stuff, my, my working methods are on paper. And the same is true with, with my shop and with my team. A lot of the stuff is on whiteboards and on paper. And so for me, it's just, I've got a kind of hope and, and trust that things are, are, are going according to plan. So this led me to, um, setting up a transparent digitizing my office so what would it look like well all of my files would have to be digitized which led me to set up a a digital um, filing cabinet i used a tool called evernote and i started managing with with evernote and then setting up google drive all of my files and folders became digitized and we set up a lot of our day-to-day project management our meeting agenda became digitized so if I wasn't in the office, I could see the actual meeting agenda, I could see all of the assigned tasks for the day, and I could see all of our work digitally from my phone so that, worst case scenario, if I'm, if I'm out of the office, I could just pull up my phone and I could see exactly what's happening, what's transpired. So that was the next phase was the first was let's set up a system so that the team actually knows what to do on a daily basis. So that's the morning meeting. We set up um, standard work. So um, exactly all the things that had to happen throughout the day, throughout the course of the day, they set up uh, standard work, which was almost like um, uh, nurses doing the rounds at the hospital. Think of it that way, where they had a drumbeat of, you know, first thing in the morning, we have to do the, the morning meeting, morning huddle. Midday, they do a check-in and they report uh, how we're doing, what's on track, what's off track. And, uh, you know, lunch, mid-afternoon, end of day, they had this standard work, just like the nurses doing their rounds at the hospital. So they set that up so I didn't have to worry about putting breadcrumb trails in front of all of my leaders in the, in the company. So set that up, digitized the operation, and then before I knew it, I had a, um, a company, which was digital, I could see the progress from my computer from anywhere and it all started for me dreaming and asking myself the question is it possible which I mean if if we're able to if you look at some of the things that Elon Musk and and SpaceX uh, or Apple any of the great companies have accomplished problems like these have been solved for problems like these are possible to to fix Um, uh, similarly Hiring and onboarding. So, is it possible to attract the best talent in our area? Is it possible to to streamline the onboarding and training process so that if we had to bring on two or three people, um, not only could we attract the right people with the right bait, with the right hiring process, but also onboard them in a in a smooth and seamless way, so that they don't have a bad first impression and end up quitting after a week or two weeks. So, question number one: Is it possible? Yes. Question number two, is it important? So what I had done in the hiring case was I looked at companies that had the problem, look at Silicon Valley, for example, of, of having to bring on you know, 10, 20, 30 people, new team members in a month. How on earth do they do that? I didn't know the answer, but I knew I wanted to, to figure it out and it was important. And so the next question was, who do I know that either knows how to do this or who do I know that knows somebody else who knows how to do this. And that led me to figure out and um, model a lot of our hiring practices based on those companies that are you know, exponentially scaling and they have to hire rapidly. What are they doing? What are the tools they're using? What are the processes they're using? And so we, we adapted that. And um, had I stopped and said, you know what? It's not possible. Everybody's lazy. Well, guess what? it's it's kind of like um, whether you uh, believe you can or believe you can't the Henry Ford quote you're you're probably right and so it starts with mindset it starts with the belief and if you if you say that it's impossible to find good people if you say to yourself you know hiring uh, and onboarding people in a in a streamlined automated way it's impossible then you're that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy so it starts with you believing that it's actually possible and then going out there and figuring out how to do it. And, you know, problem by problem, that's what I asked myself. Those two questions and, um, and then I became resourceful. I don't know all the answers to this stuff, but I'm sure I can either figure it out through the experimentation or I could shortcut it by finding out either somebody who knows how to fix this or somebody who knows somebody who knows how to fix this. And chances are in your network, you either know somebody for all of the problems that are in front of you that either know how to fix it where they know somebody, um, they know somebody else who knows how to fix it through your network, and that is like the greatest shortcut. It has accelerated my progress through all of my businesses, and that's how I've I've been able to set up t- to today. Looking back over the past year, the amount of freedom that I've been able to achieve, and seeing my kids and being able to to experience life through their eyes, for them to have a father who is present. For me to be a present husband is the greatest gift ever. Like, I am absolutely so grateful. And it all started from me experiencing that pain and saying to myself, I don't want to be experiencing this pain for the rest of my life. That is, that's, that's miserable. That's, that's not a good life. So, you know, is it possible to fix this? Yes, of course it's possible. Is it important enough for me to put the energy into it? knowing that it might be hard initially to figure this stuff out, yes, it's important enough for me to actually do it. And chances are, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a glutton for punishment. And um, for you to, uh, first of all, identify the problems. If you if you, if you you can't define the problem, you can't solve the problem, right? So identify those problems over the next year that you want to solve for. Ask yourself that question. Is it possible to solve these problems? Yes or no? Number two, is it important enough for you to actually put invest the time Invest the energy to, to solve the problems and pick them off so that you can knock down the old problems and find the new ones. And so asking those two questions throughout every major milestone in my business where I've hit those ceilings and it, it felt like, you know, I'm stuck, I'm plateauing, I, I can't go any further. I've stopped. I've said, is it possible to solve these problems and, and move myself to that next level? And of course, of course, if we really look at reality, if we look at our situation, it's possible. We might need to look at it from a different angle, but more times than not, 99.9% of the time, this stuff is possible to fix. And then the second question is, is it important? Because if it's not important, you're you're gonna give up after a day or a week. And oftentimes we have to be like a dog on a bone with these problems. So if it's not important, you're not gonna put in the effort, so you might as well not even start. So if it's important, if it's possible, then you're going to be committed to fixing this stuff. And you might not have the answers, but the question is, do you know somebody who does? Or do you know somebody who knows somebody who does? And that's been the secret and the trick for me. And, and um, it's it's been one milestone has led to the next, has led to the next. And if I look back and had a conversation with myself five years ago, I would, have, I would have called myself nuts for what I've been able to achieve. Um, that's not to brag. I mean, it's, I just can't believe it. It has been possible just by breaking through and attacking one problem at a time. And it's, it hasn't been easy. But the good stuff, if it's worthwhile, it takes effort. It takes commitment. And if it was easy, everybody else would be doing it. And the rewards wouldn't be as satisfying. So it's, it's, it's sometimes nice to take stock of the struggle. And acknowledge the commitment. So I hope wherever you're at this year, if you take a take a moment to stop, turn around, look at the progress, look at what you've accomplished this year, you might be surprised if you if you uh, start to look at what what you've actually been able to pull off. Oftentimes we're hard on ourselves and and we don't uh, we normalize the new situations. So I hope you're able to take some time, acknowledge, um, you know, appreciate, and have gratitude for for what you've been able to pull off, especially during 2020. And then let's break off the the rear view mirrors and look at the problems that are in front of us. And in terms of solving those problems, ask the two questions. Is it possible to solve these problems at the root level, make them go away? And then number two, if we actually want to solve them in a meaningful, sustainable way, is it important?